Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. So if you want to fear God, the term is Yirat Adonai, to fear God, to have awe and reverence for God. And it, it and that's kind of what our, our motivation has got to be. You know, the fear of the Lord is praised in the Bible. This is very, very important. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. There are lots of places in the Bible that tell us that we need to fear God. But does God really want us to be afraid of him? It seems contradictory to his nature and character. It, it kind of does. And I th- and again, you know how we talked right at the very beginning of foundations about how words have definitions of, and meanings? Uh, because we are English speakers primarily, we read a word and associated immediately with what is forefront in mm. our mind and our culture. And you hear, oh, fear God, it means I've got to be frightened of him. And even if you understand what the word is meaning, there's still this psychological thing that I've got to be frightened of God. But that's actually not what he's uh, trying to say. You know, the, the very first church, I mean, there's lots of references in the Old Covenant about um, fearing God. And there's also a lot of reference in the New Covenant about fearing God. In fact, the first Christians... The first Gentile believers were known as God-fearers. And we often hear the term a God-fearing gentleman or a God-fearing woman or something like that. And uh, it's probably worth noting that particularly with pagan religions in the ancient world and even today those who still embrace uh, pagan religious beliefs is that in those religions they really did fear Mm. those particular deities they were the devotees were always frightened that the gods were going to rain down judgment i mean one of the things about the ancient greek and roman gods is that they were so fickle that they literally in their mythologies played games mm. with human beings yep. as h- however they felt. Yep, so you were never sure what the God was going to do, whether it was going to be a good or a bad outcome. And I guess there was a lot of superstition built into that too. That Absolutely. You've got to do this in order for you know, the God to you know, respond in the right way. Exactly. You know, there's one. There's a place we go to in Israel, it's called in Caesarea Philippi, and there's a place there called Banias. Um, it, the name has changed slightly over the years, but it used to be known as Panias with a P, and it was a place of occult worship for the god Pan. Mm. And Pan, we get the word panic from Pan, and he was like half man, half goat. And he caused the, his devotees to panic. He was a fearful god. That's just one example. Mm. He caused such fear in his, um, his, in his followers that they would give sacrifices and do whatever in order to appease him. But that's not what it is like with our God. So the key really to solving this is, is the Hebrew word that we translate as fear. And that particular word is yira. And as like most uh, Hebrew words, depending on the context, it can have a different connotation, a different inflection or meaning. And, and of course, context is always the number one thing. If yira or fear can mean dread and terror, but in a positive sense, it can mean worship and reverence. Um, anything from mild respect to strong awe. And of course, again, the context that we read a passage in, we must always keep it in its context so that we get the flavor of what he's trying to say. Um, and, of course, revere and reverence. Every time you read that in English, it comes from the word yira. So any time you read that word, generally speaking, it's coming from this word fear, mm. which is yira. 
and um, and so we're told to respect and revere and revere um, fear our parents in Leviticus nineteen three. But it doesn't mean that we're supposed to be frightened of them. It means to respect them and have uh, a reverential uh, respect for them. Now, there's another word for fear in Hebrew. It's called pahad, and it often is translated as dread. And that can be like jaw-dropping, spine-tingling <laughs> awe. And there is a, a passage in um, verse uh, 9 of Jeremiah 33, and it says, Then the name of this city will bring me joy, praise and glory before all the nations of the earth that hear about all the good that I am doing for them. They will be overcome with fear and trembling at all the good and peace I am securing for it. So this is God speaking. He's talking about bringing peace and wonderful stuff to this mm. particular city. And he says the, anybody here is going to be overcome with fear and trembling. That makes it sound like people are going to be terrified of this God doing all these good things. It mm. doesn't make sense. But this is the word pahad. So in this context, like Pahad being um, jaw-dropping or spine-tingling amazement, so you could read, you could rewrite that verse and it would say that they would be overcome with spine-tingling amazement and jaw-dropping awe at all the good and peace I'm securing for it. Gives you a totally different mm. kind of a, yeah. an understanding. And this is the kind of awe and reverence that we're supposed to be having. So how should we fear the Lord? Uh, often in the Christian world, we interpret the fear of the Lord as fear of punishment, and it kind of comes from a selfishness. I'm, I don't want to be punished yeah, for what I actually want to be caught out. Yeah, I know <laughs> I should be punished, but I don't want to be. So therefore, I'm going to give this. It's almost a little bit fearful and selfish mm. um, and self-indulgent. And the, rabbi, the rabbis say that the reason it's selfish because we're not even thinking about God and the reverence we owe him. We're really just thinking of ourselves. Mm. And that's human, but that's not what God is wanting from us. And even the Apostle John reinforced this in 1 John 4, uh, verse 18. He said, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Mm. So that's really getting to the, the motivation of yeah. why we fear God. Do you think that part of this misunderstanding comes from the fact of our – I mean, we're very much a feelings-based culture, and so the, you know, the, the feeling of like, oh, we have to feel this or I'm not feeling that at the moment is kind of the, a part of the reason that we're sort of misunderstanding this reverential fear? Absolutely. We are very feelings experientially based in, in Western Christendom. Very, very much so, which is actually a complete contradiction when you look at the non-Western Christian church. Um, they actually, in many cases, do live in fear, and it's fear of what's going to happen to them because they're Christians. Mm. They don't get all the warm, fuzzy experiences that we get. We allow our feelings determine, to determine what our relationship with God is like. If we have a good feeling and we have a good day uh, and we feel good in God, and if we don't get the feelings, we feel distant from God, as though the feelings is what determines whether God mm. is with us and near to us. And we will actually look at that in the next program in a little bit more detail, but you're right on the money with that. We, we've kind of got things back to front. Remember we talked about that before. We come to God, we have to obey first, then the consequences mm. of our obedience come, then the feelings come. Yeah. We want the feelings and then we'll obey out of yeah. that. We got it back to front. So if you want to fear God, the term is Yirat Adonai, to fear God, to have awe and reverence for God. And it, 
it, and that's kind of what our our motivation has got to be. So to understand Yirat Adonai through the Hebrew lens shows how highly, you know, the fear of the Lord is praised in the Bible. This is very, very important. Okay, a couple more scriptures. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. It's not talking about being frightened of the Lord is the beginning of the wis- of wisdom. It's reverential awe and love for God mm. is the, the beginning of wisdom. Another one, Proverbs 14, 26 to 27 says, In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence. So reverential awe of God brings strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. The fear of the Lord, the reverential awe and love of God is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. So this reverential awe is, it's like this, it's like a guiding light. You know, the word of God is a lamp to our mm, feet and yeah. a light to our, this is, this reverential love and awe is like having a, it had like having a, a spotlight in front of you. This is what gives you wisdom, insight, guidance. This is what delivers you from snares of your enemies, guides you, leads you in truth. That's why this is so important. It's not about being frightened of God. So the fear of the Lord. In these passages, it's about having this awe-filled love for God that allows us to grow in this intimate knowledge of Him. And it teaches us how to live. Well, on our next program, we're going to continue exploring this topic a little bit more, understanding what it means uh, to fear God and what God wants from us in that respect. We're going to explore a bit more about this uh, sense of God's presence and how our feelings can sometimes hijack that. That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.